swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines. Change my mind. I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines. Change my mind. Yeah. So Nick, this has been one of my uh, one of my more favorite conversations in in recent memory that I've uh, been engaging on Twitter uh, the last uh, couple days or so. Oh, you love getting in fights on Twitter these days? Uh, no, it's not a it's not a fight. It's just I enjoy a good conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, a good healthy debate. Okay. What are your summer drinks of choice? Uh, summer drinks of choice. I don't really think that I could say I have one. I'm not a big seasonal guy. I like you know what? I like um Sam's whatever Sam Adams seasonal is. So right now yeah, it's the, summer ale. The summer ale, sure. Yeah, so I, I like that. But I'm generally you know I usually stick to my scotch. Even in the summertime, huh? Always, yep. Yeah. Scotch, bourbon, whiskey in that order. Okay. What about you? Do you? I mean, like I guess I appreciate lemonade a little bit more now, but okay, yeah. I mean, it didn't have to be alcoholic necessarily. I mean, that's where I was thinking. Yeah, but that's if, why you I know, was things you want to enjoy, uh, you know, a nice, you know, tart lemonade on a well, you summer. Know, I'm a raging porch. alcoholic. Not that you should joke about that kind of thing, but <laughs> yeah. but, but here you are. Yeah, here I am. You're doing it anyway. Mm. Uh, favorite summer drinks. First and foremost, John Daly's. Number one. You're is familiar. That, that is, wait a minute, that is a Arnold Palmer with alcohol in it, right? With vodka, yeah. Vodka, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know what kind of alcohol. <laughs> you sound like a kid. Like, like uh, you know, the key of always knowing when someone who was uh, asking for a drink who was underage was if they, like, mixed up the name. So if they, it's like, can I have a, a, a Coke and Jack? You know, and you're like, no, I'm going to have to see some ID on that one. <laughs> oh, well, um, Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, yeah, because it's a Jack and Coke. I never worked in. I mean, it makes sense. I know. I never worked in a, the food service industry yeah, like you did. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I find that to be uh, almost a prerequisite for most people to work in. Yeah, just for life. Oh, um, okay. You should probably work in the restaurant industry. It's a great way to get to know how people work. Very humbling experience, I imagine yeah. too. How they operate. Uh, yeah, very humbling. Often frustrating. I bet. Sometimes satisfying. Satisfying. Well, yeah, you come out with a cash in hand at the end of the night. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, with come the tips out, sometimes come out with like three, four hundred bucks. Not if you're a busboy, though, right? Oh, no, you don't be a busboy. Right, but didn't you? But didn't you have to be a busboy for a little bit? Uh, like, that's why I, I was. I, I was a dishwasher. I was a busboy. Then uh, you waiter. know, I was a waiter. Okay, so you've done it all. Yeah, yeah. Never bartended, but it's probably just as well. You probably wouldn't go and shot for shot with some of the people. Yeah, you know, you're you're usually recommended, uh, you know, told beforehand that you really shouldn't drink on the job, as as in most places. I think that's pretty good advice. Yeah, but anyway, so you said John Daly's. Yes, John Daly's first and foremost. Number two, I put this list on Twitter at Wesley Sykes underscore if you're if you're interested. This was a conversation that uh, Joe Gilmore and I were were engaging in. The doc. Ah, uh, yes, of course, Doc Backcracker there. Um, number two, Miller High Life's bottles only. Okay. Bottles only. That bottles in it's general. It's a big make, difference. Makes but, a huge difference. But number three are the silver bullets or the ICBLs. Okay. Coors lights, ice mm-hmm. cold Bud lights. So, cans only. That's fair. Yeah. There's a silver so I just want to pound them. Yeah. I just want to pound them at that point. Yeah. You know. It's not a, and it's not a silver bullet if it's not a can. Right. Exactly. But I don't know why those beers taste better in the aluminum cans and Miller High Life tastes better in glass bottles. I yeah I think most drink I think there's always rare exceptions but I think that in that instance yeah yeah it just right. it just feels better to me I don't know why I, I can't think, explain I th- it I think it's, it's just, a silver bullet name 
Yeah. It just has that effect. Not, that's not the Mandela effect, is it? Uh, it could be. Tim, would that qualify as a Mandela effect? That it tastes different in a different well, no, form? That, that, that you like, that the one alcoholic beverage that Wes likes is, in a can is nicknamed Silver Bullet, but everything else he prefers in a bottle. Or a glass, I would assume, too. No, that's not Mandela. Okay, that's just I don't personal know. preference. I think it's a, I th- but that's not a West thing, though. That's an everybody no, thing. No, but I think, just, to, just to throw a, a kink in the operation. Yeah. How do you feel about aluminum bottles? No. You're they against come them in the in, pints. You're against it's them too in, long to drink. Yeah. I think I think Bud Light and Budweiser are the only ones that taste good in those. See, I, I just don't, I, I don't like the mouth, the big big mouth feel to it. Yeah, the wide mouth. Uh, you know, I, I'm just not a not a fan. It, it doesn't the, work. Like the that. wide mouth feels like somebody that's trying to make out with you that you're just not into it. Right, right, exactly. Which I haven't really run into that issue in my last six years or so. I've been <laughs> kind of removed removed from that uh, that sensation, if you will. Uh, number four in this very prolonged list. Devil's Purst, draft beer. A very nice local brewery out of uh, the Dennis. I believe it's South Dennis. Out in the Cape. Okay. Very drinkable beer. Mm-hmm. Number five, vodka soda splash of cran. A little uh, little twist on the Cape Cotter. You like some vodka, huh? Yeah, well, in the summertime, it's light. You got any Russian in your uh, no, blood? No, no, I'm uh, Irish, Italian, English, Brit- Great Britain-ish. What is Sykes? Uh, I think that's more Irish. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think the only the Sykes I knew, I think he was Portuguese, so I didn't know if... Yeah, he could be. I don't know. No, it's yeah, you, not. You, no you, Portuguese no. in my system. Okay. We will be talking about another Sykes today. Uh, he may come up in our list here. Really? As we unveil our first annual uh, fictional basketball player draft. Oh, right. Yep. In honor of NBA free agency, which just opened up at 6 o'clock on Sunday. Oh, my God. My, been, Are you over it? Uh, I mean, twenty-four hours in, less than. Uh, it's know. fun. I mean, I mean, I've been busy as hell with it, but it's it's you know it's a lot. It's been bananas, dude, with Kyrie and Durant and Jimmy Butler and everybody else in this. And D'Angelo Russell's going to Golden State. Oh, sure. Obviously, Kemba is now coming here. Right. You got, you got your Inez Cantor fix, uh, dude. People love Inez Cantor, or at least. Oh they, yeah. They, everybody has an opinion on Inez Cantor. Well, he say. has. He's a man full of opinions. That's right. Yes, it's very true. Yeah. I'm I'm, uh, I, I'm not gonna go and say that, that this is a good move by the Celtics. Not that people want to hear my basketball opinion right now in this show, but well, you know, it's it's a nice crossover event for us. Mm-hmm. This is true, but he's not a he not not for me. We'll just we'll leave it at that. Yeah, for you know, I'm always up for surprises. I would say that's kind of how I felt about Kemba Walker. Oh, really? Not yeah, for you. I'm not upset about it. I just I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I'm, we'll see. I'm I'm interested. The thing is that they don't have Horford. If they had Horford, I think that would be with him with Walker. That would right. make that would be. They could be better than the Kyrie era. Now it's tougher for me to say that. But we we, we keep underestimating. I think a lot of people are. Is what are Jalen and Jason going to look like? Now? Exactly. Yeah, they have to take that next step. If they uh, do, then this team can definitely be better than the, the last sky's team. the limit. I would say for sure. Even if just one of them does. Yes, and the voice that you were listening to. As we are in episode 23 of the Change My Mind podcast, is I, I would say, in my opinion, the John Stockton to my Carl Malone, Mr. Nick Fryer. <laughs> okay. How's that sound, right? I, I can live with that one for sure. That's that's a that's a hell of a duo. That's an all time duo, right it there. It is an all time duo. They didn't win Jack, but no, but you could say they got robbed of a title, right? Yeah, you know, on the, a, the on a non-call. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, hopefully, you're following along on our uh, you know WBSM fourteen twenty AM YouTube live stream. 
mm-hmm. which I believe we, we got the kinks worked out. We had some uh, technical difficulties last week, if I remember correctly. It got out a lot faster than it normally does, I can tell you that. Yes. We always tweet that out from our Twitter account, at Change Our Right, yeah, so hopefully, oh, I already, my Twitter is telling me I already sent that tweet. Oh, well, look so at you. So you can head over there right now. Look at that. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. So, as I mentioned, we'll be doing fictional basketball player drafts. Not just movies, maybe some television shows, maybe uh, some media uh, that is not on the silver or the big screen. I I think that's in play. I looked over the list that you had drawn up, and I'm not certain who you're... Oh, silver screen, I know what you're talking about. Big screen, obviously. Yeah. Well, there's some from commercials that come in. There are? Oh, yeah. that, that's where... Uh, uh, originally. Originally from commercials. Fair enough. I know who you're talking about that. Yeah. But there are a few characters who you decided... Some music videos. There's a certain group of characters that you elected to leave out. And just so everybody knows, Wes... I have not told Wes who I'm talking about. Tim knows who I'm talking about. So I'm curious your explanation oh, for yes. this. Oh, yes. Oh, I think I know where you're going Now you this. know. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll address that a little bit later on. Yeah. We got to get to the news first. What do you got for me this week to start off, Wes? Well, yeah, so big stuff coming on here uh, as we open up. We're, we're one day away, as it is on Monday, July 1st, between the uh, the world premiere of Spider-Man Far From Home. Yep. Uh, and the early signs are that it's getting great reviews. Let me see here as I'm just putting in Oh yeah, look, yeah, IMDb. my time frame here. So IMD has it uh, at 8.1 out of 10, which to kind of put you in range of some recent movies and some other Spider-Man movies... Avengers Endgame, it was an 8.7. Uh, Infinity War, an 8.5. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, a 7.5, so better than the uh, the original. Uh, Spider-Verse was an 8.5. Huh. So that's still, I think, the best Spider-Man movie according to IMDb. Huh. Uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 at 7.3, as well as the uh, the original Spider-Man with, uh, what's his name there? Why am I blanking McGuire? on it? Tobey Maguire, thank you. 7.3 as well. Now, if you want to include some other uh, sites, Rotten Tomatoes has it certified fresh at 91. But I heard they suck. Yeah, it's your 69 on Metacritic. But and Geeks Worldwide, our very own George Huertas. Mm-hmm. I think I'm pronouncing that name right. Mm-hmm. I gave it an 8 out of 10, citing its strengths uh, being with the character development of Spider-Man slash Peter Parker, but calling the CGI serviceable, but oh. that there's plenty of it. Look at you citing, giving Geeks Worldwide the love that... Well, uh, I think it's important to, you know, pay a little homage to those who host us. Yes, because we are Geeks Worldwide in a WBSM podcast. I like that. Yeah, that so, first thing, I, I don't like saying this, but I would tend to think that I'll probably fall more in line with Rotten Tomatoes on this. I'm, a little I, bit higher? I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet. Yep. I don't... I mean, maybe, you know what? I'm usually more critical of Spider-Man than most, though, so maybe I'll be more... But I'm just, I'm stunned at IMDb's 7.5 rating for Homecoming. Yeah, I know it. I, I thought that was a, one of the best movies that was out. I thought that was the best Spider-Man to date before Spider-Verse. Uh, really, have you seen Spider-Verse yet? I've seen them all. Spider-Verse was phenomenal. Unbelievable. Oh, it was so good. Which but, is officially on Netflix now, by the way. Oh, okay. My, my issue with, with the ratings on this, and, and look, I respect IMDb's scores, but I'm still going to debate them. That you're going to put Infinity War, and you're going to give that the same grade as Spider-Verse? Love Spider-Verse. Awesome. I, I think it's a great movie for sure. anyone. It's an Oscar winner. This is, It is? Yeah, best animated film. Well, it, it, I, you know what? It deserves it. I, But I don't understand how you're... Uh, 8.5 I think is fair, but why is Infinity War an 8.5 too? 
I mean, I feel like that should be a nine, and then Endgame should be. I've already been on record saying it should be a ten out of ten. Perfect, but, yeah, perfect hundred there. But even if they said it was a ninety-five or or, or a ninety-two, I, I would be fine with it. Eighty, eight point seven though. Hmm, that's tough. And then so Spider-Man Two, the Raimi one is seven point three, and the original Spider-Man is seven point three. Yeah, yeah, which I think is uh, you know I actually like the second one better. Uh, Doc Ock is in there. I think that's great. Uh, there's a certain level of cheesiness that I like in the third one, even though it's a awfully long and pretty bad movie. You you like so you like that? Yeah, I I mean there's definitely funny parts to it that that is so bad that it's funny. I enjoyed it as a kid, but looking back on it now, I would never watch it again. I, the emo Spider-Man with the dancing scene, like that that's like so bad that it's funny. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can understand. That. I mean, obviously, in, in, cringeworthy to a strong degree. Definitely cringeworthy. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the, I feel like the original Spider-Man catches a lot of. Like, you know, when I first started re- reviewing comics and, you know, had the separate Twitter account, the one that people who, you know, listen to this show follow, uh, Fry underscore guy one. Yes. I wanted to get into that Twitter, like that side of Twitter and escape the the sports stuff a little bit because I was like, oh, it's comics, you know, it's going to be fun, blah, blah, blah. Just talk about BS all the time. No, there's just as much controversy over Oh, there. yeah. It's, it's even worse. As, you, as know, you If you know. think of like the MCU uh, versus DCEU. And you then know. the Snyder people. Yeah, right. And, but then there's the Raimi people, too. Like mm-hmm. there's people who, you know, love Raimi, which I don't, I respect that. But then there are people who want to dump on it all the time. It's like, guys. What's the issue? For its time, it's great. It, without seriously, like so, you we're always quick to give you know Iron Man and and, um, and Robert Downey Jr. all the credit in the world, but really, all that stuff started with I, I always say X Men, but there's X Men, there's Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Yeah. How do you I mean? I remember when Spider Man first came out, Wes, and I it was a huge, huge deal. Huge, huge oh my deal. God, I mean the, the outfit. I he's still my favorite outfit. Yeah, uh, you know, I think that I would have to go back and uh, you know do do some reviewing of that. That's fair. I mean, I love the the big the long legs on the spider logo though. Sure. As compared to the tiny little like bug like tick that would get right, it. right. So. But that is a drone, which is kind of cool. Uh, that's fair. Do you have any expectations for a Spider-Man Homecoming? I know you said you'd fall more in line with the ninety-one percent Rotten Tomato score. Uh, I would. I'm <clears> assuming <throat> that going into it. I, I let me put it this way. I will definitely. I'm more inclined to think that I'll give it somewhere between a ninety-one and an eighty-four than I would under an eight or an okay. eighty. Excuse me. So, but yeah, there are definitely high expectations coming. This is the first. It's the first movie after. Uh, after Endgame. Yeah, and this is supposed to be wrapping up the uh, the Infinity Saga. I just hope they don't... My big thing is don't turn Hall's character into a full-blown hero. Don't pull a mystique, you know, with X-Men on us. Right. Jay yeah, Ross. yeah, and I think, uh, you know, I think there's some information out there about, you know, where he's coming from and what he's supposed to be and whether he's really a, a hero or anti-hero or... So I think that, you know, I think that's still open... Mm-hmm. I've heard I've heard it on a bunch of different sides that he could be a good guy, that he could be you know a bad guy trying to be a good guy who's really a bad guy. That's what I'm I'm hoping that he's really a bad guy. But what, do do you have any expectations? Yeah, well you know I'm, I want to see how they tie in uh, Tony Stark and Iron Man because he's supposed to be playing you know some sort of a bigger role in this. You okay. know I want to see how this uh, maybe bridges the gap into Phase Four. I believe I think it's Phase Four. Yep. Um, yeah, and I want to see you know what what you can do with Spider Man now that he's a real full fledged superhero and not really, you know, the training wheels are off. So I, he mm-hmm. hasn't really gotten that chance. Like, I feel like uh, you saw him a lot in a Infinity War, but not as much in Endgame, obviously. Right, right, right. Yeah. So you know you you haven't really seen him in action by himself a whole lot since Spider Man Homecoming. Right, I agree. So I'm excited to see what uh, you know a little bit more grown up Peter Parker is, and if they kind of uh, tease out 
uh, the Sinister Six. I don't know if that's supposed to be a uh, end credit, mid credit scene, or mm-hmm. if that kind of comes together towards the end. I don't know. Maybe does Norman Osborn buy uh, the Tony Stark uh, Avengers Tower? Ooh. That's been rumored. Really? Yeah, there's there's speculation. Yeah. Sure, there's a ton of speculation. Sure. Out there. Yeah, you go hit up your Reddits, your YouTubes, you can find that stuff. And then we got we got some other MCU related stuff too, right? Yeah. Uh, also. Uh, with a Geeks Worldwide tip to uh, Thomas Polito. Yeah, he's had some photos, some set photos from uh, the filming of Black Widow, of course, the Scarlett Johansson uh, solo film. Mm-hmm. Well, other, I guess that's the other way around, but you know what I'm saying. Must follow on Twitter. So, yeah, we were figuring out, we're trying to figure out where this was going to be, right? So it's been a lot of speculation that this is a prequel. You know, are they going to go back in time? Are they going to, like, de-age her face at all? You know, what, how, what's this going to be? So I guess some of these set photos show her driving a 2017 BMW SUV with no white hair. Mm. So 2017, you feel like you're trying to figure out the timeline of it. If they're really going with a, you know, set piece, you're going to have the car from the time that you... uh that you're you're supposed to be in, right? So yeah, you know they're saying uh, you know Thomas Polito geeks worldwide. They're saying that this is uh, between Civil War and Infinity War, so not necessarily a prequel. Maybe like after she's on the run from the uh, after the Sokovia Accords were signed, yeah, and before the Secret Avengers with uh, what are we doing? You know uh, what's his name? Uh, Steve Rogers, but what's his name when he goes Nomad? Yes, thank you. What? Did, who, who, that's the plan. I hope to honestly. I, I I never want Tom to be wrong because obviously you know we work we write for the same site. But yep. what the, what I hope he's wrong. This sounds like a bad idea. I don't know. I think that sounds kind of cool. Why? It's in the it's such a random spot to do it. I mean, in some ways, I guess it makes sense. But yeah, but you know they're they're supposedly bringing in Taskmaster, which I think is a cool villain. A lot of people like Taskmaster. Uh, yeah, they said maybe there's that Red Room program that that what you kind of saw. I think it was in Age of Ultron. Yeah, that she kind of get gets those flashbacks to in that dream state, and you, and it's gonna. So maybe there's you know some more Black Widow type assassins out there that she has to deal with. Uh, I, I mean, I'm fine with that. I guess if that's what it, if that's what happens. I'm sure it's gonna have sweet action. If Taskmaster's in it, then I'm yeah. definitely for it. I just don't get why that's when they're gonna do it. But I guess it would be a lot harder to explain Taskmaster. Being around way back then, and then why is he not around now unless they kill him? And who knows? Maybe they go back and do, um, you know, flash forwards, flashbacks, and stuff. Because I think the big thing I wanted to see out of this was the Budapest uh, trip that, you know, uh, uh, Hawkeye and her were on. And I think yeah. even um, uh, Nick Fury makes a reference to it in one of the movies. Oh, does he? I yeah, don't, I, I don't think so. That. I, th- I thought it was uh, in Captain Marvel, he makes a reference to it. Now, obviously, I, now I know, and you're not afraid to say that you don't read the comics. Yes. Do you know what Taskmaster's powers are? Uh, so, I, I only know this from Marvel Contest of Champions. Okay. Where I had him as a, uh, you know, one of my heroes, so to speak. Great look. Um, yeah, he's great. So, he's a master tactician, mm-hmm. from what I understand. So, he's able to copy the fighting style mm-hmm. of anybody he's fighting against and, and be able to combat it perfectly. So you can't like... He's like a mirror image. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's like, that's... I don't... I mean, I never I never would have ever thought of an idea like that is a, is a power. Right. But he's obviously very difficult to uh, to take down. Tim, have you read stuff with him in it before? Because I don't... I, I've never really read any Taskmaster stuff. No, not really, no. Okay. I think the only thing... I saw him in Punisher versus Dare... Uh, Dead. Punisher versus Deadpool. He okay. was in there a little bit, but not a ton. But either way, so yeah, he's definitely an interesting villain to bring into the, to the fray. I wonder how they're going to handle his appearance because obviously 
you know, the right. Crisis of Champions look is pretty much what he's all I all I know I'm looking like. But maybe it's like uh, he's he's got like a mask, almost like Crossbones had, you know, where it's yeah, not it's, exactly like uh-huh. a like a Skeletor type of thing, you know, mm-hmm. where that's just what he wears. Gotcha. It's similar but different. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. They've been making modifications left and right. And I like that, you know, obviously, I think we're, we kind of touched on this last week with uh, the MCU moving further out into the cosmic realm and overpowered characters and, and how you can be able to keep them grounded and related. Mm-hmm. I think you keeping this on a small scale and a pocket between a couple of movies that we're already familiar with, with a villain that's also grounded yes. and human and has a lot of, you know, I'm not sure if he's human, but, you know, he has human... Uh, you know, he's not from out of space. No, I get what like you that. mean. Yeah. I, I'm, he's I, of Earth. I, I appreciate that point because you're right. I, I So even if this is not in an area where I like as much, I will appreciate this movie knowing that now. Yeah. And I'm thinking like Ant-Man and the Wasp type of small scale type of yes. thing. I love the, those are the movies. Those are honestly the movies that I like more. I mean, yeah. I love Endgame. I love Infinity War and stuff, but right. I, don't need, I don't need the big events all the time. And if this comes out after, uh, you know, it's the first movie after uh, uh, Spider-Man. Man Far From Home, maybe that's mm-hmm. a good way to kind of still keep things grounded. You know, you have that that slow rising action after the peak of Endgame, and you're going to be slowly building back up to whatever is next. Whatever the hell is next. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Secret Wars, which is what you've been dying for. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, but we also got more from Thomas Polito of Geeks Worldwide. Uh, he apparently has the... Um, he has the name of the actress who's supposed to play Catwoman in Matt Reeves' Batman. Yeah, let me look this, so look this girl up here. I The name rang a bell, but I don't... I, I've never seen her before. I showed Tim a picture of her. I've, I've never seen her. She's in White... Uh, she, sorry, she's in Mission Impossible Fallout. She plays White Widow. Um, I assume no relation to Black Widow. I don't know anything about this actress. I looked up her IMDb, recognized none of the stuff she's ever been in. So... I, I don't know what I have no idea what to expect with this girl. Um, it's just that's the name. So if you guys want to go check her out and try to figure things out, or if you know who she is, yeah, I'm looking know. for a photo, but I'm, my internet is kind of slow right now at the moment. Um, I, but I did like Mission Impossible Fallout. If she was the main, here, here uh, you go. Uh, that's her. Oh yeah, no, I recognize her. Okay, okay, yeah, good for her. Yeah, so I don't. I, I you guys can look her up. Tom has her on his. Uh, Twitter account at Thomas underscore Polito, um, but anyways, so yeah, so that's what that's what we got for news actually. Well, I just, just want to get Wes's take on this. So I was telling Nick earlier, Aubrey Plaza was. Uh, oh yeah, she was lobbying hard for Catwoman. I would have loved that. I, I think I she could have done a great job. I just listened to a podcast with her uh, on. Now I'm not a big fan of uh, Dak Shepard, but I do enjoy his podcast because he gets great great guests on. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's kind of a weird thing. Like I'm not a big fan of the host. But right. he has great guests on, so I I always find myself listening to it. But he had Aubrey Plaza on; she's hysterical. Oh yeah, she really is, and I love her character that she plays on late night shows. Oh yeah, where she's always like awkward and doesn't want to be there. And right, well, but, like I mean, basically yeah. April from um, April from Parks and Rec. Right, so, which which essentially was in, in this podcast they were talking about that she was supposed to be um, like this really ditzy kind of girly girl uh vapid assistant of leslie nope and then through conversations with uh, michael shore and uh someone else I'm, I'm forgetting one of the other showrunners there uh said like well why don't we make her this really smart kind of feminist uh ver- version of a girl who uh, just doesn't care mm-hmm. and then that's how it kind of came so she ended up like kind of really 
putting herself into that role. She a did a bit. great job. Yeah, yeah do, she was awesome. In do you show. feel being the voice of Grumpy Cat ruined her from being able to be Catwoman? Where, where was she in Grumpy Cat? She actually made it? a Grumpy Cat like made-for-TV Lifetime movie or something. Really? And she was the voice of Grumpy Cat. No, I think that's uh, just like a solid prerequisite. I think she. I think I don't know if she was. In it, or she was the voice. I don't know, but she was associated with Grumpy Cat. Okay, no, I so, can get behind that. I think she would yeah. be perfect for uh, that. Actually, I'm all set with Aubrey Plaza as my. Uh, uh, now I'm disappointed. Thanks, though. I don't know. Yeah. No, you're not a fan. Nah, I'm out on that. Oh, I think it would be great. You want DC to just completely just crap their pants again? What? What do you? What do you her, mean? Her as Catwoman? Yeah. How is that? She's not Catwoman, Wes. I, I don't. Why couldn't she be Catwoman? Did we think Ron, Robert Pattinson is Batman? <sighs> That's. I'm just saying. Sometimes you can be surprised. Yeah, but uh, I'll say okay, th- okay. I'll say this: that when Robert Pattinson got the role, there were people left and right telling me there is a character that he pl- there's a, there's like a I think it's on Netflix some movie he was in that sure. makes him yeah. believable as Bruce Wayne. Where is that with Abby Plaza as Catwoman? Probably her role in Legion. I don't think so. I think she played. I, I, oh, what's okay, she, okay. she in Legion? You watch Legion, right? You don't watch, do you? No. She is a. Well, I don't want to ruin it for you because you haven't seen it. I'm not going to watch if it. If I tell you, it'll ruin it. Spoiler alert for Legion. People who are watching Legion, go ahead. She's a figment of the main character's imagination. Okay, I already thought that. So she's kind of insane, which she just That's gets right. to just be as nuts as she wants to. Okay, this is exactly what I thought. All right, I'll give you no Aubrey Plaza as Catwoman, but you have to grant me if when, when Zatanna makes her. Debut in the in the Warner Brothers movies, you have to grant me that that's going to be Olivia Munn. Oh, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Oh, I can live with that's, that for sure. Now this sure. was your secret touch uh, crush, Zatanna. Is that right? No, it was no, that's Starfire. Starfire. Okay. No, no, but Zatanna's okay. no, up Zatanna, there too. Zatanna was one of the characters that I. That's proposed. who it was. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you saw her outfit. Right. Yes. So that's why he wants. Yes. I see. It's which, basically which just know, Psylocke and a top hat. That's yeah. why. I mean. Which you know. Yeah. Which you know. If if Olivia Munn was listening to this podcast, she would be pissed at you for saying that. What? For suggesting that you wanted to see her dressed up like that. Because Olivia Munn doesn't appreciate that kind of stuff. That's, but that's, I'm joking. I'm busting your balls. But she has to understand when she listens to this podcast that that's that's the role that I play. <laughs> I'm the dirty old man of this right. show. Oh, well, and she's also had some uh, some I, leaks. I don't really feel of, that of, way uh, in real life. Right. Her text messages right. and her conversations and photos with uh, ex boyfriend Aaron Rodgers. She, oh yeah. They were very risque. Very. Risque. I will say this: I'm a better actor than Aaron Rodgers. I don't doubt that. That, that much I you know. You can do the discount double check. That much I know. I was actually the guy in that commercial. Hey, hey Rodgers! <laughs> yeah, banging hey, on Rogers. the windows. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, where did where was Rodgers by the way in the Game of Thrones stuff? Real. I know we're going off the rails big time, but oh, he was. Uh, I think he was killed. Um, in he wasn't the guy running. He he went and said that wasn't what he was. The guy running in. Oh, and that the, got blown up. Like he was in the city, but he was down there in the red keep when all the I action was th- going on. So. That's what it was. Yeah. And then it was Rob McElhaney who got shot in the face uh, by. Uh, he was one of um, what's his name? Oh, uh, why am Golden I blanking Company? on? No, no, no. Um, oh, they're from the Iron Islands. Oh, the, bat, the uh, uncle, yeah, Greyjoy's guy. Greyjoy, yeah. He was one of his uh, henchmen. Okay, why can't I think of Rob McElhaney's face? What is he in? Uh, he's Mac think, from It's Always Sunny. Oh, yeah. Ronald McDonald. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Who had his moment with Chase Utley and everything. Yes. Yes. Um, so going on to the comic book minute. So there are a couple of uh, firsts out this week, but real quick, before that, Deceased 3 is out. I have not had a chance to read it yet. I will. 
at some point I got to catch up on a couple other things first. I'm way behind um, on a few things. I know that I have Deathstroke out this week and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Batman 3, issue number 3. Okay. But then the, the first issues that are out this week, Image has... Oh, sorry. My... Uh, Space Bandits uh, from Image is out this week. Uh, the first issue of that is a five-issue miniseries. I don't know if that's something they're test-running and they want to see how it takes off. Uh, Doom Patrol, Weight of the Worlds, that's from DC Comics. There's Superman Up in the Sky, which was part of Giant Superman, which I think was available at Walmart. Uh, like Part of that was in there. Okay. I'm actually reviewing that this week, so I can't tell you guys how I feel about it. I've already read it. Um, and then Lois Lane 1. Is out this week. It's a collector's item, huh? So, now, Tim, there's never been another Lois Lane story that you've heard of, right? Like, another Lois Lane title. No, I'm pretty sure she's had her own title before. She has? Okay. Yeah. So, this is either this is a different story, or just maybe this never... new series and... Yeah, they revamp stuff all the time. I don't know if this is just the first ever Lois Lane, though. My question to you is, Wes, like... Like, I know, like, Saga it was is totally different than normal comics, but Lois Lane... Mm-hmm. Do you what do you think of when you hear there's a Lois Lane comic? Uh, I I would think that it's a reimagination of the character without knowing uh, anything about it. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. You know, know maybe she it. takes. Uh, yeah, I think from what we saw with Lois Lane uh, from Amy Adams' portrayal in The mm-hmm. Man of Steel and and uh, BVS, you know, she's a real you know take no prisoners, take no shit type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, real kick-ass journalist, in she, my opinion. She is. She, she is, for sure. <clears throat> so I think, you know, maybe you kind of see her almost in like a detective role. Um, That's, yeah. Aiding out Superman or something like that, which I think would be really interesting. I, do, what, I think you yeah. need more, uh, you know, strong female, you know, characters, lead characters who aren't scantily clad like Zatanya. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, it's I when I, I don't read a ton of Superman, but when I do read Superman stuff, I've seen, because I read a couple things recently, it's always Lois is kind of waiting and trying to figure out what's going on with Superman, and she's always just like left behind. And I know there are so many other powerful female characters out there, but with her, you that's I think that's what yeah. it's going to be, Wes, is you see her and kind of how she's similar to Batman in a way, but her actual personality, her actual like real name is out there, so she's yeah. in danger and all this stuff. What's she going to do when she's not falling from a building? Like when she's metaphorically falling from a building and Superman right, can't save her. distress. And, yes, yeah. but she's not going to, she has to work her own way out of that. So I'm, I'm, I am curious how that, yeah, that goes. Um, that'll be reviewed on Geeks Worldwide. I'm not reading it personally, but. I, I think I would read a Lois Lane comic if it was like Erica Durance's portrayal on Smallville. Where, I never, oh, yeah, I didn't watch that. Show. Like she was kind of a, you know, she was somebody that, you know, she could fight her way through things. Yeah, uh, she was kind of bumbling in a way that was endearing, but she also turned out to be like a hell of an investigative journalist and and kind of you know a a, a true sidekick. Yeah, see, I I could see that. I could get down with that. And again, the same thing with the Amy Adams thing. I mean, I think you, you find her kind of figuring out the bullet and being mm-hmm. there in the well, I don't know Middle East or Africa or wherever she is with that mm-hmm. terrorist group. I'm always curious to see how you think about like a comic story when you don't like because you know the characters but like you don't right without without only seeing Lois Lane number one mm-hmm. you know nothing else kind of to frame I, it I'm, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of where my mind would go I, I have I have I have no idea what what to expect with this either I think but I think that along these kind of lines um but yeah so anyway so that that's the minute for this week make sure you guys go out and pick up uh, something good to read because there's plenty out there right now. 
Yeah. And so we, what do you have for me to stay woke about this week, Wes? Yeah. So this was, uh, you know, something to keep an eye on at the end of the month. Obviously, uh, we had a, a busy week last week with the uh, first two debates of the Democratic uh, 2020 presidential campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I believe oh, there's yeah. there's 20 presidential hopefuls there. And uh, it was must-see TV over this two-day event, which I believe was, what, Wednesday and Thursday down in Miami <clears throat> of last week. I'm sure most people are woke on this. This is, uh, you know, heating up, uh, staging itself to be, you know, the most important presidential election in history. Although I think the one before that was and the one before that was. So each year it's always just going to be Tall. the most important uh, presidential election of our time. Always gets hyped like that. But in... Where we're at a real lull in the point of our sports world, and and let's face it, in the entertainment world, there's not a whole lot going on. It's just NBA really free baseball. Agency. Yeah, but you got you got a couple days, you know, and then then you got to watch summer league, and then wait for training camp for football to come around, and then there is if baseball. you're a there fan is. of the Boston Red Sox, then you know they're already uh, you know not really shaping up to how you were hoping them to you know mm-hmm. to play out this year. There's other so good it could be depressing. There are, there are there are other baseball games. Yeah, to watch. but you know, if you want to invest you like five hours of your time, mm. you know, that's yeah. that's cool. You just don't like baseball. That's what it is. I, I like baseball. I just mm. I just think it's a long game. It is a long game, and it's if you like if you like baseball, you accept that it's a long game. I don't get to watch it as much as I have in years past. Now. I I spend quite a lot of my days at the, at the ball field. Now you do because yeah, the Cape League's going on, right? Well, yeah, but even in the high school, I have three uh, three baseball teams to cover. I have uh, American Legion baseball. Let's be fair, though. Cape League's a lot more entertaining than high school and Legion, and Major Leagues is, should, I find, it's, a lot it's more entertaining. It's different because it takes me a while to get to know the players. In some cases, I don't know the players in the Cape League because they're only up there for a certain period of time until the College World Series or Team USA kids come back. So you have like those templates, you know, so it's tough to really get uh, to know them. Oh, what yeah. I enjoy about the high school game is I know the players Oh, and okay. I have more of a familiarity, kind of like I do with like the pros mm-hmm. and you're kind of seeing the development. I don't watch college baseball all that much. I don't watch that much. Either. So, I, you yeah. know, outside of the All-Americans or, you know, the names that I should know, there's a couple local kids, you know, like mm-hmm. th- those are the kids that I kind of. You know, watch a little bit more closely. But I took you off the rails. You're you're talking about the presidential election that we're yeah all- yeah. It was like I was saying because we have a lack of uh, sports events to watch. I think this is a great opportunity to kind of get your sports fixed. You have you know some people you have 11, 11 people on stage and you can go over uh, you know everything they say every uh, uh and um and like and then every time that they. Uh, get cut off and they accept getting cut off are they looking weak and then every facial expression and response to you know some shade that another candidate's throwing at another it's like fantastic television fantastic television you okay. have some great personalities in there uh you have yeah peter bougelet boudage 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 see i had i actually put the phonetical spelling next to it and i had boot in big mm-hmm. uh capital letters eh and then J E J, which I thought was J. No, he he has it on Jedge. a huge wall in his campaign headquarters. Oh yeah, and it's boot edge edge boot edge boot edge boot edge. That's ah, oh, that's so weird. Anyway, he's the South Bend mayor uh, in Indiana. There looks almost like a spitting image, like a <laughs> like a bizarre world of uh, Celtics head coach Brad Stevens. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! They all, I, everybody looks the same in Indiana. You didn't know that? Yeah, exactly. It's just a carbon copy. Just to be clear for our listeners too, and so you, because I don't think you know this was. I know nothing about what's going on with this. Well, you should pay attention. This is the most important presidential debate of our time. Right. 
Well, yeah. Till the next one. I would say it is. Till the next one. Yeah, to date. Mm-hmm. To date. You hey. know the you know the New Bedford connection with Pete Buttigieg. I do not. So when he took office, there was a scandal with his police chief, um, who was an African American man, and so apparently he was recording phone conversations and setting up white cops to say racist things on the phone so he could get them. So he had to get no rid kidding. of this this police chief, and so he brought in former New Bedford police chief Ron Teachman as his new no police kidding. chief, and he stayed there for a couple of years before he went on and took a job with the Shot Spotter Company. <clears throat> oh. No kidding, oh, good for him. So, yeah, little connection there. Anyways. All right, I love I love that. So, but he's an interesting guy. So I'm I'm kind of waiting for the moment where uh, we get the Kyrie Irving uh, town hall debate question of what does government mean to you? I feel like that would be an appropriate oh uh, question for Bujajaj. What a weirdo. He's he's like 36 years old or 37, something like that. Yeah, he's an Iraqi war veteran, or, so, or he was uh, in some sort, you know, over, overseas. Uh, but he's millennial, so fight. you know he believes the earth is is flat. Yeah, uh, and he's a big farmer guy. Mm-hmm. You gotta throw shade Also gay. I don't know if you were aware of that. Oh, is he? You didn't know that? I did not know that. Openly gay. Oh, that's interesting. Married, has a husband. Good what for him. Is, what does the millennial thing have to do with the world is flat? Because only millennials believe the world is flat. I'm pretty sure that didn't... People th- older than that are Can smart. Can you fly from New York to Chile? She, direct? I don't, Listen, I've been I don't on know, an airplane you, where I look down, the world no, the, the world looks straight. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting. Other things we got going on here. Uh, we have Kamala Harris, who is a California senator, I believe. Uh, I really believe going you. at Joe Biden. Oh. Joe Biden, who is, appears to be just... Standing uh, firm in his belief that he was friends with uh, Barack Obama, and he wants to remind everybody that. Hey, do you remember my buddy Barack Obama? Things are pretty good then, right? I feel like everything he was saying was just like, my buddy Barack Obama. When we were together, we did this and this and this. Oh, so he's legit running for president. That's not like a joke. Oh no, yeah, he is. Oh, okay. Yeah, the former vice president. I, have, I had no idea. Oh, he's you know, in, in theory, he's uh, you know, a good candidate. He has the the experience, the White House experience. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, they're, just, they're trying to throw him under the bus because he worked side by side with segregationist senators when he first started. Right. So that's and that's the recent like, uh, like, hit. Like that's his fault. Like he has to work with these guys. Like their belief system is a, right is, is like representative of what he what right. he is. Yeah, what he's about. Uh, but I think my, my favorite candidate so far. And this is uh, not like I'm going to vote for him. This is just my favorite personality. Is. Uh, California. I'm not sure if he's a senator or House of Rep, but Eric Swalwell. Swalwell. Uh, he comes across as just a huge frat star to me, and just like a real surfer bro. And they do the they have these really like tight up close views of people that comes in just a close up of his face. He just looks very much like California surfer bro. Great great head of hair. I'm not sure if he's presidential material. Unless we're talking about the Arizona he's state only, chapter. He's only running of, for president. Uh, Cap, Capital. He's only running for president because Patrick Swayze's forcing him to. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. And they're going to, you know, take over and then they're just going to make, you know, Halloween mask of his face and then people can rob banks of it later you on. Know, you know what the, uh, you know what the big moment of that entire debate, both of those debates was, right? The forever moment from those debates? Uh, so was it the women's reproductive uh, rights? No, no. It's going to be the Cory Booker face meme. Oh, from when, oh. From when, I thought uh, you meant the one that like lasted the longest. Okay, no, I see what you're saying. When when uh, when Beto O'Rourke decided he was going to start talking Spanish out of nowhere, <laughs> and Cory Booker just looks at him like, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> and like instant meme as soon as yeah. it happened. Yeah, People yeah, are yeah. screenshotting their TV <laughs> yeah, and making a meme just to get it up there. That's great. <laughs> so uh, I, you know, if if you are like Nick and you missed uh, the first two two days of the debate, don't worry, you have another crack at this. 
You have to wait to the end of July on the 30th and the 31st when they'll be in Detroit, which I'm sure they'll be talking about the Flint uh, water crisis going on to some degree. Uh, that will be hosted by CNN. So, Nick, I urge you to, uh, you know, put down the, the Celtics and the Thunderwire news for a day. Yeah, okay. And just get informed on what's going on in the world. Yeah, I, I think I will. Because your vote matters. <laughs> okay. And, and, and if you don't pay attention, maybe you shouldn't vote. Right. Yes, that's how that's, that's how that's how we ended up where we are now. That's usually how I feel about it. If I don't pay attention, I sh- then I'm probably better off not voting. Or I'll talk to people who I who I trust with their opinions and know that they're unbiased yeah. in the course of it all. Because I do know some people who are unbiased. I also believe that's tough though. You should be voting not on what other people are telling you. It should be based off of your information. I ba- I base when I say that I mean they they're not telling me vote for this guy. They tell me this right. is what he stands for. This is what she stands for. And then I go based off that. But you don't know everything. They're, you know, you, you, I go, they, I, I, they probably have 10%, like the average person probably has 10% of the real information of what each person stands for and what they are for or against. So then if I then go. You, like, so you're getting a third hand and now listen, you're like according to Facebook, 1%. Let me tell you what Donald Trump said, according to Facebook. Like that's the kind of information you get from people. Yeah, you just got to be careful about it. So that's why, uh, especially in these times where now where everybody seems to be uh, you know, very much on the political spectrum one way or the other. You know, I find it hard uh, even trusting news sources to give you unbiased news. Oh, That's why sure. I find these debates to be so important because then you can make your, uh, you know. You know, finding- seriously, it's po- like, seriously with, with politics especially, it should be you have your commenta- commentators and you have your reporters. You can't, uh, honestly, with news, you shouldn't be both. I'm sorry. That's and, how, and they're not. The problem is, listen, hold on. Yeah. Sports, I can give a damn. The problem is the people that are consuming the information aren't smart enough to tell the difference. It's not that there's, it's not that we're it's trying true. to, they're not trying to disguise commentary as news. It's just people are too stupid to know the difference. That when you tune, tune into Don Lemon on CNN, you think you're watching a news program. No, that's true. You're the moron. This is right. true. I actually, I wrote, I, I think I wrote uh, a Kemba Walker story the other day when, when he, like when it all kind of became like, when Woj was like, he's a Celtic. And I wrote an opinion piece and people were like, like like commenting on it on Facebook or, or Twitter or whatever, like, like random people. Oh, this is just an opinion piece. Blah, blah, blah. It's not like, well, yeah, it's an opinion piece. <laughs> That's why on, on the WBSM website, if it's an opinion piece, it's written by one of our hosts, we clearly mark it in the headline, opinion. Right. Because we have to, because people can't tell the difference anymore. Yeah. But you can't tell the difference. It's not because we're trying to sneak that opinion in. It's because you just don't know how to read context clues. <laughs> uh, any, did you have any other big takeaways from the Democratic debates? I did not get to watch them because oh. I was still waking up at 3.30 in the morning. Well, I figured you would have to consume them in some way, shape, or form. They are in my DVR, and I probably won't watch them because I've seen so many highlights from them now. Yep. Um, I, I think that the the unfair part was that there was a lot of candidates that were running that didn't get the chance to be part of it, like yeah. Seth Moulton, you know, Massachusetts guy who's running. Uh, but, you know, obviously when you've got that many people... You can only it's get kind so of much crazy, time. right? I and mean, Biden dominated, from what I understand, 13 minutes compared to yeah, know, what other people and, had. And it was funny, too, and I'm not sure if this was a perceived thing or not, but it seemed like a lot of the women candidates got cut off early. And that seemed to be the consensus uh, from other people that I was reading uh, you know, on Twitter and things like that. They, they kind of got that vibe, too. They seemed quick to kind of cut, cut off the women candidates outside of maybe Kamala Harris. 
who I think also was a big winner from from the debate. Can AOC run yet? No, No, I don't think she's of age. She's the only only one that should be being brought up on the show because she has a comic written about her. Does she? Yeah, some like college kids did it. Doesn't doesn't Hillary Clinton have comics written about her? I don't know, man. I mean, to me, (laughs) either way. Starfire, Psylocke, Zatanna, AOC. Oh, okay. She's a BU girl. Is she? Yeah, she's BU. I didn't know that. Good for her. Good for her. You have to, you know, pick up their trading cards and kind of check out the back and read right. their stats here. Yeah, I didn't get her McFarlane action figure yet. Not yet. The, the, I'm sure the Funko pops on the way though. Yeah, there you go. Okay, you ready? You ready for the uh, the first annual fictional basketball player draft here? Yes, I am. Where's my list? Sorry, the Isaiah Thomas news broke, so uh, oh. I, I had to make sure it's. Where's, take where's Isaiah Thomas going? One year deal with the Wizards, so I would oh. assume it's going to be for the veterans minimum. <laughs> God, that's that's tough. Uh, that's so awesome. His new nickname is Orco. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to fill us in on that one. Oh man, you guys don't know He Man. No, I don't know. No, the little if you acknowledge that he exists, He Man, the, the, the little, worst nickname. Worst it really is the worst name. Character name ever. But the little tiny wizard guy that hangs out with, he's like a small tiny wizard. His name is Orko. Oh, so that's I Isaiah Thomas, okay. small okay. tiny that's wizard. Fair. Oh wow! I think it was just You're after terrible. my time. I remember playing with my brother's He Man toy sets. Yeah, I remember seeing the He Man cartoons as a kid, like pop up and like. Yeah, uh, Ca- Castle Grayskull and Snake Mountain were two of the most badass places. I had Castle Grayskull. That's what history. it was. Yeah. See, if you had Skeletor's playset, Snake Mountain, it had a little panther head you pulled out, and it was a microphone that you could talk into, and it made your voice sound deep and. Oh, deep. that's kind of awesome! Wicked awesome! Oh, I but like the that best playset for you, my money in the '80s, besides those GI Joe ones that cost like a hundred dollars, the <clears throat> Thundercats Cats Layer. Oh, which no, was a giant like Egyptian-looking cat-type statue. Mm-hmm. But when you look through its eyes, it played a video game. Oh my god! Like one of those tiger handheld electronics. Yeah, games yeah, yeah. Inside the eyes of the playset. Wow. Amazing. That that's got to do a number on your eyes, though. Oh yeah, I, that's what I think. I'm wearing glasses. Yeah, that's okay. That's fair enough. So for those who haven't listened, uh, who are new to the show, or maybe you just haven't listened to the baseball draft episode yeah. that we did because you don't like baseball or whatever, uh, we drafted fictional characters from solely the big screen when we did it before, right? I believe so. So solely the big screen baseball. But there's not as much uh, basketball movies as there are right. fictional basketball movies as there are fictional baseball movies. And I feel like I've seen, and they're not generally not as big of a deal, I guess mm-hmm. I would say, and we, I definitely haven't seen as many um, personally. So, like, at least in terms of percentages, but my one thing is the first basketball movie that I think of when, when it, the topic gets brought up is Space Jam. Yes. My number one for sure. Sure. Probably that, then Coach Carter. Well, when I looked at the list that you had drawn together, I'm pretty sure. First of all, I don't think I saw Michael Jordan on there, which I I actually. Well, no, you. Okay, so here's my stipulation. Like, you can't draft real players who are playing themselves. Good point. Okay. Otherwise, you've got Larry Bird and Blue Chips. Right, right. I like the way you twisted that. That's good. I like that. That makes a ton of sense. Yes. Yeah. But the other thing is, where are the Looney Tunes characters? I was expecting you to go with Space Jam. Uh-huh. So I wanted to make sure, and I, and those are easy enough for me to recall where I don't need to write them down. Oh, So if okay. I wanted to go with one of them, that was it. But okay. I figured I wanted to have a little bit more well-roundedness to my team than just having Space Jam characters. Okay. Okay. You, know, you definitely do. You definitely do. No, I, I do. I think I have one character from Space Jam. You do, but it wasn't any of the Looney Tunes characters. No. Yeah. So I was a little thrown off by that. Okay. So, all right. Good. Good to know. I was I was very confused by uh, 
by that decision. Okay. So other than that, um, I don't think I had another question. What, Tim, what did you say that Wes was going to say when I asked him about the Looney Tunes characters? You say it was, it was this, so. This was it. I, I figured it out halfway through. I think once the show yeah. started, I was like, "This is the question." Yeah, I, yeah. I, I tried to give you a hint a little bit. We thought that you would say that it was too on the nose. <laughs> you, th- it, it could have been a little on the nose for for knowing Nick and his affinity for that movie. Right. <laughs> Why well, I, I figured he would go heavy on Space Jam, so I figured I'd fill out the rest. Smart man, smart man. Yes. Okay, so now uh, you're the one that does the immense amount of preparation for the show. Um, yeah. Well, that's that's generous, but yeah, you do. Well, okay, I, I take, take I take care of the video afterwards. Yes, you, you do that. So I mean, it's it's a happy marriage, and I do the board stuff. That's a beautiful thing. You it wash, is. I put away. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, my question to you is: Did you check on? And I didn't ask you. Did you check on who drafted first last time between the two of us? I did not. Okay. I did not. So I want to say that I drafted first and I took Roy Hobbs. I think that's what happened. I think that's right, actually, now that you mention it. Okay. So then I will give you the choice. Okay. Do you want first pick or do you want second and third? I want first pick. Okay. So, oh, oh, damn it. Okay. I've had a feeling you were going to. I think I know where he's going with this then. Okay. So, Wes. Who are you taking? Yeah, this is a no-brainer in my mind. Um, you know, he is a high school phenom, um, has his choice of many different colleges to go from. Uh, he was named after uh, Black Jesus, Earl Monroe. Mm. In the Spike Lee film, he got game, Jesus Shuttlesworth. That's what I figured. Uh, all-around game, you know, high high velocity or high-volume shooter, can, shoot, can stroke it from outside, obviously played by Ray Allen. He's got a smooth, smooth stroke. Uh, it's poetry in motion when he's playing for the Lincoln Rail Splitters. Real team, really real team out in Brooklyn. Actually, I believe a couple guys from there, Sebastian Telfair for one, and the other guy is, why am I blanking, Lance Stevenson. Uh, both played on the Lincoln Rail Splitters. Really? Yes. Did not know that. Mm-hmm. So Jesus Shuttlesworth, uh, fantastic game. He uh, definitely has his way uh, around with the ladies. Uh, if you've seen that movie, I think it was a you know callback to last week's episode. Rick Fox definitely takes care of him. Mm-hmm. Choosing between Ball State, I think he ends up going to Ball State or Big State. Big, Big State. State, that's what it is. Big State. <laughs> I hate saying this. I've never seen that. Oh, uh, it's a great movie. You should yeah. see it. There's like I said. There's a there there there's a, like I have not seen as many. Uh, basketball movies as you would as I would have thought when we were going through when I was going through everything. So I have second and third pick. So um, I'm gonna go with a big man and a little guy pairing. Um, nice. I think that uh, for first pick I'm gonna go with someone who. See the problem is I I, I know how you think when it comes to your shows because I know when we we tried to figure out each other's influential shows I was like four for five or three for five I didn't yeah you went pretty well, you got pretty good at but it but when it comes to this I don't know what you value mm. and it was I struggled with that in baseball I should have taken Roy Hobbs later I should have gotten Benny the Jet first although I I got you on Matthew McConaughey's character that's true um, I can't think of who you would go with next so I'm gonna go with for my first pick um, I'm gonna go with Lil Bow Wow's character. Wow. From Like Mike in his character's name. Calvin Cambridge. Calvin Cambridge. Uh, obviously, he has the abilities of Michael Jordan. He's got his sneakers. Can't dra- exactly. Well, he yeah. has his abilities. Yeah. From the sneakers. Doesn't yeah, matter course. how he gets them. And he can throw down. He's. I mean, he dominates when he gets in the league. So, I, I mean, you got a kid who can play like Mike, who can shoot like Mike. I'm taking that all day. Now, now the, the downside is his size. Of course. He is little Bow Wow, after all. He is little Bow Wow, but... 
he has Michael Jordan's abilities. Yes, yeah, it's true. Full grown Michael Jordan's abilities. I know, which is crazy to think, right? Because imagine being like four foot twelve or whatever. However, just, t- yeah, yeah, being able to throw yeah, down. Yeah. I would, I, that would rattle me. Four um, for twelve for the record is five feet. I'm just throwing yeah, that out there. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I can I can get behind that. Um, then I'm gonna go with you know I was saying how I want to pick a character from. Uh, Looney Tunes, and I'm just having trouble figuring out which character is which, but I'm going to go with some size. I want the orange, um, actually, no, no, I want the purple Monstar, and I can't figure, I think. Is that Sean Bradley? No, no, that's Blanco. I know that one. That's the blue one. That's, um, I think it's Larry Johnson's character. Purple? uh, Yeah, I think, um. I, I'm trying to figure out which one it is. I know it's the purple one, but either way, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Larry Johnson's character. But anyways, he could throw down. He was the most. Oh, yeah. He was the most jacked out of all of them. Uh, obviously, Larry Johnson's a freaking beast. There's you know, the other characters to pick from are Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing. Um, I could be wrong though about Muggsy Bogues, the Larry Johnson. But I'm taking the purple monster character. I will try and figure that out in the course of your. It next might. Be, that might be Charles Barkley. No, I'm pretty sure Pound, the orange one, is Charles Barkley. Okay. Because he's like a little bit heavier set of the three big guys. Uh, I see. I see where we're going there. And Charles okay. Barkley's kind of fat. Yeah. You know, round mound to rebound. Sure. Sure. So I got you it's there. The, it's either Johnson or Ewing. I'm going to figure that out in a minute. That's on me. But those are my first two guys that I'm going with. Who you got next? Was You have four and five, I want to say. Uh, yeah, yeah, for doing the snake draft here. Yes, okay. we're picking six characters, by the way, so everybody knows. And you know, I think we can go to seven. We'll go two bench guys. How, I can, how's that sound? I can go with that. I can I can live with that. Okay, so yeah, so you get like one reserve forward, one reserve guard sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as I've mentioned to you in the many times that we've hung out and played uh, pickup hoops or so, mm-hmm. love positionless basketball. I want, I want wings who can uh, switch on the screens. Who can get to the rack? Can maybe uh, you know hang a nice hezzy J in someone's face. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this leads me to one of the blue chip prospects from the movie Blue Chips. Give me Butch McRae, Penny Hardaway, Anthony <laughs> Petty Hardaway, and then maybe I get Little Penny there as like a sidekick, <laughs> kind of coming along from the Sprite commercials. Package deal. Package deal. Uh, Butch. <laughs> But between Butch McRae and Jesus Shuttlesworth, uh, you know, again, interchangeable pieces, very tough to guard. I got length, I got skill, I got athleticism. I, I, I'm really liking how this this team's shaping out so far. Okay, okay. By the way, I was right. Um, it's Bubkiss. I have Larry Johnson's character. Okay. So I have I have uh, Calvin Calvin. What's his face? Um, I said Calvin Cole is Calvin Cambridge and Larry Johnson. I'm sorry, you picked two there, right? Uh, so yep. I got I got yep. Butch McRae right now, and I got my second pick here. Okay. All right. So I need. Um, oh, you do have Air Bud on here. I didn't. I was. I didn't see oh, him yeah. in, the, in the early scrolling. Okay. I should get a big man. Um, you know, again, I kind of like the positionless basketball sort of thing. I think I can go a little high on this. This is a tough spot for me. Um. You know, uh, okay, I'm gonna okay, I'm hemming and hawing over here. Give okay. me Scott Howard, played by Michael J. Fox. Wow! In the 1980s uh, okay. you know, era classic Teen Wolf, so I need someone to run the point for me. I was gonna say he was a guard. You said he was yeah, going for a big Yeah, I was man, gonna but... go. I know, but I, I feel like I can get some more value later in the forward position. I have a feeling I could take Scott Howard at any point in time. 
because I had a feeling uh, Nick wouldn't wouldn't have known that one. No. Yep. Now you get you get to have uh, the caveat. Does he have to be the wolf the whole time? Uh, you know, I think only in crunch time. You know, he because I, I, he, he was I was watching some clips on him, and he is uh, you know a little feisty defender as Michael J. Fox. He's a little undersized, but you know you get that anger in him. You get those eyes that go red, mm-hmm. and then he can just go off. You know that that's the crunch time that I need out of uh, Scott Howard. <laughs> you know what I just remembered yeah. now the other guy who was the other guy who was in this, in Team Wolf two, Jason Bateman. Was it Jason Bateman? Who, yeah, but that wasn't yeah. a basketball. They uh, were swimmers. Okay, all right. I, I just I just thought of one of the worst or wrestlers. Maybe I don't know. It wasn't basketball. Do you remember okay. the? Dis- Sorry, I I wasn't ignoring you, but I, do you remember the Disney plan uh, Disney Channel original movie? Luck of the Irish. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a great movie. <laughs> I forgot about that one. It's not better than um, oh what what's the uh, the rollerblading movie? I don't remember. Oh, why am I blanking on this? Brink, with Andy Brink Brinker, Team Pup and Suds. That's, That's a- arguably the best Disney movie out there. They're ringing any Team bells Pup and for Suds. me. Um, okay, so I have the next two picks. Let's see. I know that. Um, uh, let's see. <clears throat> uh, so I have a small guy and I have a big guy right now. So I need some wings uh, for sure. There is, you know, there's Will Smith's character from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, I know he was good, but I'm, I'm going to pass on that. I know you have Bill Murray <laughs> written down from Space Jam, which yeah. is an interesting one for sure. Well, you know, you need, you need a bench mob. You know who, uh, what, what the hell is going on? i trying to, no, I'm trying to type in Coach Carter characters and I just can't. Type in Carter on my computer. Oh yeah, I, I know. I left. I left some Coach Carter characters off. Um, I went. It was very heavy on blue chips. I think I have four guys from blue chips. Okay, so this guy, <laughs> you might be able to list him as. Yeah, you did. You had a lot of blue chip characters. It's arguably the best basketball movie out there. Right. Uh, Loving basketball isn't that supposed to be the best one out there? Well, no. <laughs> that that sounds like a very you answer to be honest. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> love, love in basketball. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that uh, it's a little on the nose by me. I guess it's, it's on the nose. Um, I'm gonna go with Ty Crane, who was oh. the main like antagonist, I guess, on the basketball court on the other side of the court. You could say he was a bit of more of a forward, but I think when he goes to college, he, he translates more into a wing. I think he was somewhere around six five. Um, he, you know, he can play above the rim for Coach a high school Carter? kid. Yes. He's okay. not on Coach Carter's team. He's on the rival school team okay. that Coach Carter's son originally played for. Not Richmond's high. Rich what? So, <laughs> yes. So I got Ty Crane. Uh, so that's going to, so I have a wing. I have, so I'm, I'm looking all right right now. Um, so yeah, you got your point guard, you got, you got, you know, your three main positions filled out. Yep. Now you just got to find some complimentary I'd say I got pieces. My one, my five, and my four right now. I would say, um, I don't want to go back to back. Coach Carter, kids. I think I'm gonna take. So I saw him listed under forwards here. Um, so Sidney Dean in, in your no, that's that's what as he snipes. Okay. Yeah, I had him more like a small forward. 
So he's more of a wing then. Yeah, wing, but, uh, wing? but he can rebound too. Like okay. I thought, I found him as like in the front court type of guy. Right. Well, I'm gonna go with Woody Harrelson. You could character. probably have him as a wing. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, playing whatever you want. Positional, positional basketball. I mean, yeah, exactly. You know, Al Horford's a point forward. I'm gonna go with Billy Hoyle from White Man Can't Jump. Obviously played by Woody Harrelson. Um, I mean. The whole movie's about how this guy can play against anybody. He's got skills like he, he, he's big time chemistry dude. If you have, you know, he knows what you're doing. You're gonna be able to make sure. it work. He can definitely dummy people into thinking that he sucks. I'm assuming most of these characters haven't seen his movie, haven't seen his skills, so he can make them feel like, oh yeah, we got the upper hand on this guy. And then boom, he's throwing up alley oops to uh, to Calvin Cambridge. Boom, he's throwing up alley oops to Bumpkiss, Bumpkiss, whatever the hell's name is. But he can't dunk though. That's okay. I don't need. I don't need all my guys to dunk. Okay. Well, you got you got. Grandma Ma on your team, yeah, you know that could work. But it's, it's kind of small with Calvin Cambridge and Billy Hoyle. It's fine. I mean, okay. I, look, I got I got one guy who's smart, and I get and dude, Cambridge may be small, but you know, you, you worried about him sh- people shooting over him. He gets up. He can block shots. He'll okay. be fine. I'm covered. And plus, I got the biggest guy on the floor. No one's no one is coming, you know, down low on uh, on Larry Johnson's character. What is his name again? It's uh, you wrote it down for me. Purple, the purple monster. Yeah, I didn't have the name. Bumpkiss. Yeah. Bumpkiss. Okay, so they just call Larry Johnson. Now I need. Now I definitely need a big man. Oh yeah. Now I'm running running a little thin. I need someone to go up against uh, Buckkiss here. I gotta get the Grandma name. Ma. <laughs> uh, is that who you call? Well, yeah, Larry Johnson. Yeah. Oh, is that his nickname? Well, he was in the like for his, like, I think it was Reeboks. It was the Reebok pumps. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, some commercial where you never saw the Grandma Ma commercial. He dressed think, up as an old lady. I think I was a little too young for that. And his name is Bupkiss. Buttkiss. Okay. Bup. Bup. Yes. Bupkiss. Of course. How, how could I forget? Yeah, of course. Okay. I wrote it down for you. Now, okay. So I got two picks. I want a. So I have two wings. I got my Jason Tatum and I got my uh, Jalen Brown. Okay. Okay. I got my ball distributor, my my point guard, my feisty defender, and Scott Howard. Now I want to stretch four. I want to stretch out the floor a little bit. I want someone who is maybe a little bit unassuming. Maybe uh, the defender is going to slag off of him because you see him, and uh, you were say, uh, you know, maybe I I don't think he's going to. I'm not. I don't respect his game. I don't respect his shot. He also has got a great name. Uh, give me Uncle West, played by Kevin Love from the Uncle Drew. Good pick. Uh, movie. Pepsi commercial. I'm not sure if he was in the movie, but he was in the commercials. Mm-hmm. So now I got someone who can stretch the floor, light it up from three. He can throw down a little bit too. He's got he's got a good back down game. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a little bit old, mm-hmm. but looks can be deceiving. Mm-hmm. That's a good. Pick. And as Bill Russell said, this game has always been about one thing and one thing only. That's buckets. Buckets. Get buckets. Can you do it? Can you do it in a? In a voice, in the actual voice. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not going down that road. Right. Buckets. For doing any sort of uh, reenactment, I would, I would, uh, you know, have to demand to do blackface if that was the case. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't do that though. But if I were to do uh, anything, that was probably what I would choose to do. Could listen to that voice say anything about basketball. Buckets. And- it's fantastic, isn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man's got a legendary voice. So you got one more pick though. Before he flips over to me. Yes. Uh, so now I need a traditional rim runner, rim protector. Uh, give me uh, Soleil, played by Charles Jatonga Maina from the air up there. Of course, the Kevin Bacon flick, which I think is kind of molded out of uh, Manute Ball, Dikembe Mutombo type. Very tall from Africa. 
uh, you know, center who do- knows the game but doesn't really know the game, and then it takes, uh, you know, uh, 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 Kevin Bacon's character to learn some lessons to convince him to come over and play college ball. He finds out a little bit about himself along the way too. Mm. So you have okay, so you tall, did, lanky. You did not take, rim protector. You took McCray, but you didn't take Bedrill, right? No, not yet. Okay, so you but you've made your pick, right? So, I have, so I can go. Yes. So I'm taking Bedrill. Anytime you can get Shaq Diesel, and especially get him this late, I understand he's playing a character, right? But. It plays a heck of a character, though. Shaq, he's a difference maker. Shaq can bang, man. I mean, he's one of the. If he's not the best center of all time, then it's. I mean, it's Hakeem Olajuwon, or it's it's it. But there's questions about Neon Boudreaux's uh, IQ level. No, there isn't. No, no, that's right because he's very those, smart. Those are culturally biased. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But they they they, they play that off at the beginning, though, right? right? So yeah. it I'm turns t- out that he's not. So, right. So I got him. And then I got Larry Johnson's character back when Larry Johnson was a force. Uh, obviously, again, Bubkiss. So those are the guys I have down the pan. I'm gonna. I got some bangers. I can flip flop them if I want. I can go with both of them down low. You're saying how you know size is a bit of an issue for me? Yeah, not so much. I mean, not so much right now. No, I mean definitely not at the rim. So if you got, if you're gonna beat me off the three ball, I know you got Jesus, but I mean, I'm I'm feeling pretty damn good about my bunch right now at this point. And Ty Crane is my athlete. He's my my bonafide wing, my three. He's going to fly around the floor, and he can guard whoever I need him to. Okay. And I know he's a high school kid, but I, I have ultimate faith in him. Okay, so you got you got one more pick here. Oh, I'm sorry. Now you're, you're under reserves, sorry, right? Sorry. You have one. Yes, I'm sorry. I thought you were... Um, two, three, four. No, yeah, yeah, so this is your last starter here. Uh, it is my last. No, I have I have Cambridge. I have. Oh, I didn't put him down. Okay. No, yeah, you didn't put uh, you didn't put Bedro down. Okay, uh, you can just put Shaq. It's okay. Um, so I think my next logical pick. I don't really think it's up for debate at this point. I got I got to go with Bugs Bunny. There's just no two ways about it. I mean, Bugs Bunny doesn't lose. It's the mm-hmm. whole thing. I mean, I don't care if he's fighting Superman, Batman, or uh, Thanos. He's not losing in any of those battles because it's Bugs Bunny. He always wins. So I think, in theory, the debate, the draft's over, what, Tim, right? Because if I have him, then I win, right? No, that's that's a stretch. No, it's not a stretch. You know, it's, it's, it's fact. It's certainly an ar- argument that could be made. I just made the you argument. You give me Bugs Bunny and Jesus Shuttlesworth in a game of horse, I'm picking Jesus all day. Oh, stop it. Yeah, that's true. No, you're picking Bugs Bunny over everybody every time. It doesn't matter if it's a, again, if you're if he's fighting Superman or Thanos. I'm a, listen, I'm a fan. I just, against- I don't think he's as, uh... You know, I don't think he's as unbeatable as you do. How many characters, do, or how many, anybody, anything, characters, people, do you know, can use water, drink water like Bugs Bunny did and then grow into this hulking monster in a, in a matter of an instant? That's just that's just the way that they draw him. Now, now you're going to take that away from Now, him? where is this game being played? It's the way they too, wrote Jesus Shuttlesworth that he was that good. Yeah, but he's played by a guy who really is that good too. He's, I mean, he's he's very good, but I mean, you don't think Jesus Shuttlesworth is a little bit better than Ray Allen was? And it's also worth noting that Wesley Snipes is a horrible athlete. Oh, <laughs> in every athletic yeah. movie, there oh, is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but you got um, you didn't take him, right? You took Woody Harrelson. I did. Yes. Okay. Still, it's okay. So uh, I'm going to throw this one out there just so you know, Wes. I'm not. I'm definitely not taking him, but I think Tim will be upset if no one takes Foghorn Leghorn. So just might want to think about that before you make your next pick. No, I, <laughs> I want a, a clutch shooter, uh, someone who can hit the big shot, who's so, someone who knows the fundamentals. Fundamentals, excuse me, not the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone who could take some coaching 
So maybe some oh. hard coaching. Okay. Yeah, you know, and just just uh, maybe like a Clay Thompson type shooter. Just bounce, switch, bounce, switch, bounce, switch. Give me Jimmy Chitwood. That's where I thought you were going. Ch- played by Maris Valenus. Which I don't think he's ever played in another movie after that. Uh, from, of course, the classic Hoosiers. Mm. So now we got someone instant offense, microwave type player coming off the bench. To good pick. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised he went this late. Right, I, I thought he'd be a starter. Yeah, so you know, I think he could be, but I want athlete. I wanted to play today's NBA style of game. That's why my I- big question about him is his frame and his size, and will he be able to hold up? Obviously, he's a high school player. Yeah, he can't bang around with from some of the Knicks guys. No. no, not with Bumpus, but but you know, I I'd like him against Calvin Cambridge. I'm not going to get that name right. We're going to go. Th- <laughs> I'm going to say I, it a different way I every almost time. Don't, I don't want you to. If I'm being honest, it's funny. It's funnier that way. So you have six guys. You have your seventh pick, and then I have my seventh pick. Okay. So my last one. I'm going to get the guy I want seven too. I am so happy. This is yeah. We have plenty. We'll have plenty of honorable mentions to point out here too. Yes. Um. So I I, I want to reserve forward. Uh. We've all we all know this guy in the pickup courts and the YMCA. Uh, he's a real glue guy. You need him sometimes. Uh, give me the shirtless fat guy from Along Came Polly. Okay. Uh, the defensive rating alone with the hair and the sweat, no one's going to want to get down on him in the post. You put the arms up, who knows what smell is emanating from those pits. Uh, you know, you, it's like a, it's like an invisible force field around right, you're him. You're playing dirty. Yes, and hopefully they're all germaphobes, much like uh, Ben Stiller's character is. It's the Wesley Sykes brand of basketball. Right that's there. it. That's what, that's what I'm all about there. Back to the basket. Slippery basket. Ground and bone. <laughs> ground and bound. <laughs> Not ground and bone. Okay. Now. I guess d- you could. I guess that's dirty, like, depending yeah, on the time of day. Definitely. Oh, uh um, so I thought about this afterwards. I didn't end up taking um, Yosemite Sam or Elmer Fudd, who were using guns on the basketball court in right. Space Jam, which I could have taken them. They might have been a little bit more value than Bugs, although, again, Bugs doesn't lose. That's kind of problematic, though. Yeah, but in some ways, yes, but in some ways, it's more of a problem for you, not for me. Mm. Um, then there was Woody Harrelson's character in Semi-Pro. Of course, there's Jackie Moon as well. Right. Monix. Um, yes, Monix. That's it. Thank you. Coffee and, Black was the Monix, name that uh, I put down for uh, Semi Pro. And well, that is who I am with, going to take with my final pick. I'm going to take Coffee Black. Okay. What, what were you going to say, Tim? Withers. Withers Clarence, is Clarence, Clarence Withers. Withers. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That is uh, that is such a I feel, I feel like such an underrated Will Ferrell movie. Um, oh, it really is. Yeah. It really gets lost. And you know, I think at Olympia, they sell Jackie Moon jerseys. They too. do. They have a whole bunch now. You can also get like the Forrest Gump, uh, you know, football jerseys. Happy and Gilmore. I think you can get the um, Vaughn, Rick, Rick Vaughn Indian shirt or jersey. <laughs> yep. Uh, I think Not Your Average Joe's shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Happy, yeah. I think I said Happy Gilmore. And then there's uh, Bobby Boucher. I think you can get his too. I've also seen that you can buy the uh, Bel Air Academy. Uh, yep. Will Smith or Carlton jerseys, Carlton I've, Carlton Banks, which I would want the Carlton Banks one. I've seen that on Instagram. That comes up on like my personalized ads and everything. That's a, I've always wanted a Polkai number thirty three jersey. Oh yeah, yeah. Now oh for um Friday Night Lights. No Al Bundy. Yeah. Oh yeah, four oh, touchdowns yes. in a single game. Of course. <laughs> It's got two Al Bundy pops. Yeah. <laughs> the only ones I have are Married with Children ones. Yeah, the other ones. Um, what's her? What's her? Well, you want to stay? Uh, stay on brand. What's her name? Peg. Peg. 
Bundy from and, yes. she's, I, and she's also in Sons of Anarchy. The um, oh yeah, that's the mom, right. Yes, Jackie's mom, and I'm drawing a blank on her name right now, and it's Gemma. Gemma, the amazing character. Straw, straw that stirs a drink. So Nick, uh, before we name our teams, actually, I'm going to throw this over to Tim. Did we were, did we have any glaring misses? Any honorable mentions? I would have thought for the bench, somebody would have picked Lewis Scott. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have thought. He at least warranted a, a bench spot. Okay. Um, Celtics Pride, you're, you're right, referring to. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic film. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really had him on the list. What about Kyle? Um, what's Kyle's last name from South Park? Bratlovsky. Bratlovsky. I haven't watched the show in a while. When he gets the surgery, so he can. Oh, he, sure. He, yeah, that that's an option there as he well. Gets Garrison's testicles put into his right knees into his kneecaps. Yeah. To be taller. Yeah. I mean, Mick was a pretty good player in Teen Wolf. On the other team. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if he's, like, worthwhile compared to some of these other guys. So some names that I had from the guard position that were left off. Um, let's see here. Jim Carroll, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, pre-heroin in the uh, right, Basketball pre, yeah. Diaries. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was the drug one. Oh, that's yeah. right. I saw that in school, like, psychology class, like, sixth or seventh grade. Yeah, oh, real, man. Real, real guy. Yeah. I gotta watch that again. Yeah, uh, that's uh, one of those disturbing ones, like yeah, um, of Requiem for a Dream. Yes, yeah. or like Kids, as we've mentioned mm-hmm. before. Uh, Booger Sykes, played by Hill Harper, mm-hmm. love that guy. Obviously, I want his jersey. He got game, played the point guard there. Uh, Odin James, played O Mackay Pfeiffer, with uh, who was in that movie? It was Andrew Keegan K. Andrew K. Keegan from, uh, I think it was in Step by Step. He was also in 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know who you mean. Julia Stiles was in mm-hmm. that movie mm-hmm. as well. He's the real yes. pretty boy, yeah. Yes. Uh, so, oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah. So, Odin James, great, great player. Actually uh, usurped uh, the coach's son as being his almost like a son to him. Got very upset, of course. That was Andrew Keegan Key's uh, uh, role in this. And then I th- – or, or it was – no, it wasn't him. It was um, Josh Hartnett, I think. Yeah, Josh Hartnett was in that movie as well. I'm a little all over the place. That's okay. I can't really rein you in because I just, you know. I, of course, I honorable mention Air Bud, golden, golden Retriever. You know, I thought he had a great shot. He's, he's got four legs. He's really low to the ground. Tough to contain. Something to keep in mind. Uncle Drew was another one. Yep. Uh, but given how uh, recent events unfolded, yep. I decided to leave him off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron Carter, purely based off his hit single, That's How I Beat Shaq. If he could beat Shaq, he could play on my team. In fact, that probably would have been the perfect equalizer to neutralize your Neon Boudreaux. Yeah, might have been. In hindsight, that's a glare, big oversight. Yep. You got you got any other? Uh... Well, I'm just pulling up Grantland. Had uh, this is from back way back, I think. Um, they have a list of characters, and I'm just trying to see if there's anybody that uh, you did not have, but they're like. Their list in perfect Grantland form. It's way too long for me. Right. Um. I think that you. Let's see. You said Shep. You said we have Jesus. We have Scott Howard. Dream Fletch, which I think is from Fletch. Yes. Yes, it is. I don't, yes. He joined. He plays for the Lakers. I don't recall dream. that dream. Yeah. He, he's. There's a whole thing where he plays for the Lakers. It's that's where it comes from. Okay. You had, um. Uh, you know, Dwayne Martin and Tupac Tupac Shakur, and above the rim. You said Air Bud, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, there's there's a character from Coach Carter. I mean, that I I looked at Junior Battle, Jason Lyle. That's ch- the lat- latter being Channing Tatum's character. 
Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else. I don't have anybody else. Will Smith was a good choice. Obviously, Ricky Rowe. Yeah. Yep. Uh, from Blue Chips as well. Kind of the, uh, he was kind of your, your Larry Bird type player. Uh, Mance Little, played by, what's his name? Tommy Heinsohn's favorite player. You want to take a guess of who Tommy Heinsohn's favorite favorite Boston oh. Celtic is? Uh, if I had a guess, would it be Walter McCarty? Yes. Yes, it absolutely people, was. People forget, people forget this. Before he was all about the I love Walter... He used to do that about other players. Oh, really? Oh, because I distinctly remember, I love Chris Quarciani. (laughs) Nobody remembers Chris Quarciani, but Tommy loved that guy. I feel like Walter McCarty started the Tommy point. Yes, he did. Like yes. that, and that was like because like he was like the all-time winner of the Tommy Point Award or whatever. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, the the whole I love Walter thing. It used to be he had a variety of players that he would say it for. Yep. But then it became solely a Walter McCarty thing. Hmm. Uh, let's see. I, I had Bill Murray from Space Jam, uh, Kenny Tyler from uh, the Sixth Man, good Sixth Man option. Uh, you know, Marlon Wayans. Uh, I also had Demarcus Tillman, who played by uh, Melvin Gregg in American Vandal season two. He was the consensus uh, all uh, number one high school player in that show. Again, athletic, uh, maybe a stretch four, athletic, rim running big, kind of do it all. A little lanky, good, good, you know, good frame though. Could put on some size. Okay. You you have the you, you're the one that has them all, Wes. I don't I don't. Yeah, I'm just throwing. I it don't up have there. Much I wish. Yeah, I wish on a draft that someone came more prepared other than just mailing it in. I I don't Wes. I don't <laughs> I don't know as many basketball movies. I told you that Tri- before. Trivia man. question: Worst basketball player in any movie ever? I, I don't know. Ooh. I like the whole. No 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 stop. I've literally seen like four basketball movies. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Well, I, you could have you know done a little research. Though. I did, Wes. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, we could had all this, week to do it. This wasn't this wasn't a basketball movie though, and you probably haven't seen it. It's an '80s comedy. Okay, Hoops McCann. Oh no, played by John Cusack. Oh, in One Crazy Summer, John Su- Cusack doesn't strike me as a athletic. His his name was Hoops McCann. That was his nickname. That's a, but that's he a was, great nickname. He though. was terrible at basketball. Okay, like the, they named him that, thinking that he was going to be good at basketball, and he was the worst. Like he couldn't, he'd throw the ball like a baseball, and then they like whack it off the off the backboard. And what what was he doing to the backboard? <laughs> he's whacking. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Whack a guy off a guy? Whack off a guy? If you've never seen that movie, I recommend it. It was filmed uh, filmed on the Cape. Oh, really? Uh, actually, so it takes place on I, I believe Nantucket. Uh, but it was actually yeah, it really was it was film. no it was filmed in Orleans. Oh, so you can still go by. They have the uh, the the garage from that movie is still standing. I like that. Okay, all right. So give me your team, Nick, uh, Mister. I, I don't watch basketball. <laughs> My team is Calvin, He's very upset right Calvin now. Calvin Cambridge, uh, Bupkis, who was the Purple Monster with Larry Johnson, uh, with Larry Johnson's powers or abilities, I guess. Um, Ty Crane who is on the rival team in Coach Carter. He's the, the best player on that team, which is the private school team, I believe we'll call for lack of a better uh, okay. explanation. Billy Hoyle, which is Woody Harrelson's character in White Man Can't Jump. And then Neon Boudreaux, which is Shaq's character from Blue Chips. Uh, and my bench guys are Bugs Bunny, needs no further explanation, and Coffee Black, which is Andre 3000's character in Semi-Pro, and I'm drawing a blank on his actual name. Tim, you had it before? Clarence Withers. Thank you. Oh, that was his real 
real name in the movie. That's his real name in the yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. yeah I, don't, I don't know what Andre, okay. I don't. I have no idea what Andre 3000's real name is. Andre Benjamin. Yes. Is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. I obviously have outcast fame. Uh, yeah, so Team West here, which I think will uh, will take the cake. I got I got Jesus Shuttlesworth, 1-1 overall. Uh, he got game, of course. You know, Ray Allen, all that good stuff. Interchangeable wings with uh, Butch McRae, played by Penny Hardaway from Blue I mean, Chips. That's, that's a killer. That's a one-two combination. Yeah. That's really tough. Uh, running the point, Scott Howard, a.k.a. Teen Wolf, played by Michael J. Fox. We got Uncle Wes, uh, who can stretch it out from the stretch four percent, uh, you know, stretch four position, unassuming big man. Uh, then we have Soleil from the air up there. You know, rim protector, shot blocker. You know, maybe, I, I think he'll get eaten up by Neon Boudreaux, to be honest with you. But The actor's name is Soleil as well? No, it's Charles Jetongia Mania. Okay. Mena. Okay. Mina. I don't know. But the, yeah, that's that's his name right there. Okay. Uh, and then I got my reserves. I got Jimmy Chitwood coming off the bench, a regular J.J. Reddick type. Uh, then I got the shirtless fat guy from a long game poly. JJ Reddick type from the 1970s? Well, yeah. He he was Is that when uh, Hoosiers came 50s. out in the 70s? Well, it came out in the 80s, but it takes place in the 50s. In the 50s, it? yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so he, he gave he he's JJ Reddick's father. Okay. How's that sound? <laughs> That's you know, yeah, yeah, it could be, yeah. Yeah, I just forgot I, I know we couldn't I just realized we couldn't take him as well, but Pistol Pete's character in uh in uh, the there's like a Pistol Pete movie. Like my brother loved Pete Maravich as a kid because of the movie. He like spun the ball in his hand for like uh, an hour. You know what I mean? Like doing that little trick thing. That's the only thing I ever practiced ever in basketball. Was I that? Can't do that. It's the balance on it. Yeah, you I can thin f- fingers. I can. I don't have fat fingers either, but I can I can switch it over. To, that's the only thing I ever practiced in basketball. Oh no, I can't do it. In high school is the only thing I ever practiced. But anyways, you said your and you said your reserve. You said shirtless fat guy too from Along Came Polly. Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. So we got that up there. We'll throw that up on uh, on Twitter. See uh, see, see anyone we left out or who has a better you guys team here. Picking coaches. I thought you were gonna pick a coach. Ah, you know I didn't have the names picked up. We're we're running a little late. I'll I'll coach the team. Yeah, He'll coach I mean, the team. Uh, honestly. Again, I'll be a player there's, coach. There's the Hoosiers coach and there's Coach Carter. That's right. I'm Norm, picking Norman Dale or Coach Carter. That's, that's pretty much yeah. that's coin. who I'm oh, picking. Yeah, blue chips and then uh, you know that's I would. Oh yeah, Nick Nolte. Yeah, yeah, that would be probably the guy I would go with. Well, those are the, okay. So there you go. So I take not, Coach uh, Carter. Not Whoopi Goldberg and Eddie. Oh no, that was great. She she coached. Uh, who was it? Uh, Rick Fox and John Sally. Mm-hmm. Tim, I accidentally got locked out of the computer over here. I need no, you. You're the worst. Yeah, I know I am. I I lost track of it. Sorry, I got I got caught up in. Uh, in trying to figure out who I was going to pick. All right, so that brings us to our 3v3 this week. Uh, yeah. So we have Ryu. Ryu? It's Ryu. Ryu. From Street Fighter. Obviously, he's in the new... Um, what do you Marvel call it? Capcom? No, well, he's in that too, but he's in um, the new Smash Brothers oh, on Switch. Oh, is he? I they like have that. all those okay. characters mixed in. Um, he's teamed up with Green Arrow, obviously, of DC fame. And then Goliath from our one of our childhood shows, Gargoyles, which is on Fox Kids, I believe. Um, and then on the other side, we have Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat, which Tim, by the way, I don't. I meant to mention this to you earlier when we were getting ready for the show. I don't know if you know that Spawn is going to be in uh, Mortal Kombat uh, 11. Which I, they have a lot of characters that are going to be in that. They do, but I mean that's almost reason enough for me to, to get that game. I won't because I don't play I don't play games enough anymore. I don't have time. But um, anyways, Johnny Cage, Ripster from Street Shark. So for those who which shark is he? He's the main one. Uh, I think he's technically a great white shark. Um, sure, yeah. And then Rocket Raccoon. Everybody knows who Rocket is. Uh, we did have someone weigh in on Twitter, Wes. Uh, was it uh, Howdkins? How, how do you, Ken, is that how you say it? Hadouken. Hadouken. 
Um, all day on cage, Ripster uh, is a fish out of water. Not in his element. Rocket is tough to compete with, but Goliath is sneaky, and Green Arrow is my sniper. I think that's pretty fair logic. Wes, who are you taking? Uh, I'm going with Ryu, Green Arrow, Goliath. That's uh, uh, you know, I, I, kind of similar uh, thought process of what you were just saying there. I love my Hadoukens all day. That's, that's why I'm going to do that all day, every day with Ryu. That's uh, almost an unstoppable uh, you know, un- unstoppable move when you put him up against, I think, Johnny Cage, who's just your average Did guy. Did I just read your note for what you were saying? Or is that from someone on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just read my note. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a note from Twitter. I'm sorry. Cause no, so- I would have th- put someone's name on it. I thought, no, because I, I thought you put that in there. I'm so sorry, Wes. Yeah, man, we're having a day right here. No, so, I'm, yeah, I'm so struggling I'm, uh, at the end now. Is, yeah, sorry. I'm doing Hadoukens. Okay, so yeah, you just... I don't even know what that means, so you're, you're good. I'm so, why, why would you pick Ryu and then not know what a Hadouken is? I don't know what a Hadouken is. is listen, that, listen, I'm picking that's, that... That's the magic thing you Yeah, do? I'm picking that team okay. for the exact same reason. You, <laughs> they were unstoppable. They were great. The only way to beat them was to play the same character. Yeah, and and do them back, and then it was just bat- nonstop. Hadouken, Hadouken. Who is it? Is it Ken? Was Ken in the red? Uh, k- yeah, kimono? Ken, Ken yeah. and Ryu were yeah. the two that could do it. They were going back and forth there. But yeah, like uh, like and Nick had just outlined. Yeah, Rip- Ripster Sorry. is literally a fish out of water. That's true. Like, very literally, unbelievable. You punch him in the gills, he's done. <sighs> I there is one person that participated, and that's why I thought that you wrote that. I'm well, so- who are you going with? I'm going with the other side. Uh, real quick, it was Dr. Joe Gilmore, Backcracker. Damn, it's a tough. This is a tough one. I think uh, the team of Johnny Cage, Ripster, and Rocket. You've got a great tech guy, a shark. Let's face it, it is perfect. It is a perfect killing machine, and a fighter who is in the more violent video game of the two properties. I I think that's actually a very good point. I think Johnny Cage is going to be able to take out Ryu. I, again, you got the Hadoukens like you brought up. I understand that. Um, but Rocket, I think, is the smartest character that you're dealing with here. Green Arrow is a lot... Hadouken! Is, See, every time you point out something, we can just say that, and your guy is done. Green Arrow <laughs> is not as smart as he thinks he is, and I think Ripster and Goliath would make for the best one-on-one battle in the course of this all. He doesn't need to be in Hadouken. water. He's not... That's not... That's not what the street sharks are about. So I'm I'm going with Johnny. It's, it's, a, it's a shark, sure. but he's also on the street. What do you take? He's on Tim? the street. He's got gills. No, I'm, he... I'm picking the same team, literally for the Hadouken. Okay. You're, you're punching punch him in the gills. He's the, good. The Hadouken is you. You need to you need to play Street Fighter again so that you can realize the no, power. No, I know. Hadouken. I just played. The reason I had him is because I was I went and was helping out at something this not this weekend but the weekend before with a buddy of mine in Maine at a tournament and they had Smash and he was on there and they had the the move. So I knew he had that in there. I just didn't know it was called the Hadouken. The only move that competes with that is Scorpion's Get over here. Yes. Yeah. That's the only one. Yeah, th- those are those are like one for one right mm-hmm. there. That's that's a tough one right there. All right, Nick, let's close out the show. What, what's on your mind? <laughs> what's on my mind is that I just can't I'm like struggling to the finish line. <laughs> um the only thing over caffeinated, overworked. The only thing I have on my mind is um Hmm, I gotta go. Okay, so I saw that Thomas Polito tweeted out the Walking the Walking Dead season ten banner. It has Daryl on it, it has Michonne on it, and it has Carol on it, and they all look like they're ready to get after it. I'm excited to see what uh, if they're gonna you know have some if they're gonna have a lot going on. Obviously, with um, are they gonna go after Alpha and their people again, or is there something else that's going on? I haven't really been paying attention. And the other thing is too, um, 
Could have been in the comic book minute, but I figured it'd be better here. I just picked up Saga, um, which is one of the most popular comics of the past however many years, uh, from Image. I have not read a, a lick of it. It is not my sort of thing normally, but I am excited to see um, how it reads. It's kind of got like a... I remember when I read reviews, like kind of a soap opera thing to it, and uh, it's very different. Very very unique indie comic from from Image, and it did very well. So that's what's been on my mind. What do you got, Wes? Uh, two shows. Two shows I've been watching. Two very opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, first is City on the Hill and Showtime, which we've mentioned already. Uh, it's fantastic. Kevin Bacon plays a real POS FBI agent, Cork's... Coke snorting, you know, cigarette smoking, just a real sob. Mm-hmm. But there's he has there's only one time that he has like redeeming qualities, and that's when he's with uh, the the black ad the black da DeCourcy Ward. Mm-hmm. That's the only time that he comes across as any sort of like redeeming qualities to him. Every other t- walk of life that and he's even in, then he's an a hole to him. But right, he's, but he's, he's trying at least to help honest. Yeah. And he's helping with him. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just getting good. It's just starting to pick up now. Obviously, it's based in uh, in Boston in the, I want to say, 1990 or so. Um, and it deals with uh, Charlestown um, bank robbers, which mm-hmm. is great. So that, that's kind of fun. Showtime? Also, on Showtime, yeah. Okay. Um, also is on HBO On Demand right now is the town of a similar film, <laughs> uh, similar type of storyline. On the opposite end of the spectrum is HBO's Euphoria. I don't know if you've seen this or heard of this yeah, at all. Yeah, it's the one with, um, you brought up last time, Zendaya. Zendaya, yes. Uh, very... Um, episode two now? I think it's episode three. Okay. Um, it's very odd. It's shot visually stunning. I'm just not sure how I feel about the subject matter. Is it drug As stuff? I was saying to you, it's heavy drug stuff, it's heavy sex, but it's... HBO, so they show everything, and it's all high school, you know, high school age characters. So I, I'm show- assuming they're of age. Obviously, it's like nine hundred two one zero. Yep, but they're but, but they're HBO. playing you know high school characters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I they're all like twenty think- twenty two Dawson's Creek, all that sort of thing. But I remember as a so kid- it's just weird, and they show a lot. Really? A lot, a lot, yeah. Really? Yeah, so it's like, uh, I don't know, like the, the conservative person in me um, kind of cringes and like tenses up through that sort of stuff. Yeah, with high school kids? Yeah. You think? Yeah, but it's uh, it's very interesting show. I think it's, it's pretty real to the times. One one little thing before we get going. When I remember as a kid thinking like seeing 90210, like just back in the day when the actors playing high school kids were just... You know, twenty-year-olds who who looked, you know, I mean, like closer to high school kids. But I remember thinking, like, is this what people look like when they're in high school? Oh my yeah. god! It's like, and then I got to high school. I'm like, no, you're just still waiting. You get to college, right? and you're still waiting. They're just beautiful people from Hollywood. That's well, that too. <laughs> they just, but they just look so much older What's than her? than like the people that I was around too. That's right. The other thing, like, they one look, of them was in her thirties when she made that show. Who was that? The the one with the glasses, the nerdy one. Really. Gabrielle Katara, she was like 33 Jeez. on that show. <sighs> well, uh, I want to apologize to anybody who's still listening. I The last, like once we got dra- all our picks drafted, I was struggling at the end, so that's my bad. It's been um, a long day. It's been a long day. When it's, it's been a lot longer than a day. Um, but, I, uh, but we will be talking about Spider-Man Far From Home next week, because that comes out on Tuesday sure. after we're recording it, and then we will... Uh, have a nice little review uh, package for you guys. Uh, package for you guys then. Yeah. 